today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Healthcare professionals, uh, medical officers of health, and uh, premiers, prime ministers, I mean, everybody is tight. Look at Use the app. Use the COVID-19 app. That's the best way we can track what's going on. Uh, but, uh, well, not too many of us are actually doing that, according to the statistics. Uh, Global's Tina Trujani's got this report. According to the latest figures on the Government of Canada website, the app has been downloaded to just over 4.5 million phones. As it stands, the app is not yet available to the entire country. Only eight provinces are on board, and that includes Ontario, where only a small number of people have actually used the app to report infections. Since the app launched here at the end of July, users have reported just over 1,350 cases. That's only about 5% of the total number of confirmed cases in the province. Ontario's Associate Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Barbara Yaffe. That's promising, but it's not enough. We need more people to download the app. It's a very privacy-focused uh, there's no way that you can be identified. Tina Trajani, Global News. So why such little use, especially here in Ontario? Uh, I want to bring David Silberman into the conversation, professor and Canadian National Chair in Strategic Marketing at the Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto. Professor, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could join us today. My pleasure. Why such small numbers here? Are you surprised by that? Well, I think that despite the fact that there was initially a push for um, trying to convince people to upload the... Uh, application. Um, I think the problem is that the marketing effort has really tapered off. And one of the things that we teach when you've sort of got an objective in marketing is that you have to put on a concerted effort and you have to basically operate through all possible channels to get consumers to adopt. And in this particular case, I would argue they really don't have a very comprehensive or integrated campaign. Um, you know, it's not being mentioned on a regular basis by politicians. Sometimes they mention it. Um, I've not seen a lot of publicity trying to get people to uh, adopt this, uh, which is something that one should see if it's as important as the politicians say it is. And in addition, anytime you go anywhere near a healthcare um, site, whether it's a pharmacy, a hospital, or if you go to a COVID testing place, all of these places should have um, a huge campaign trying to get people to uh, download the application. And I just think that, you know, that's basic marketing. I'm not sure it's being applied in this case. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, that, that's marketing 101, isn't it? If you want to get a message across, you just, you know, you keep coming at people with it. And I don't know that there's been much of a media uh, campaign about this, you know, television commercials, radio ads, things of this nature. Uh, you, you're right. I mean, you know, the, the Premier may have mentioned it when he has those daily briefings from time to time. And the, the Prime Minister, I had him on the show on Monday, I guess it was, and he mentioned it. It was almost as an afterthought. Oh, yeah, by the way, use the app. Uh, that's that's something that we should be getting drilled at. And I, I guess that's got to be the failure of the government. And it's both levels of government, though, that seem to have dropped the ball here. Yes, it's funny. I mean, I guess one of the challenges is with this um, particular pandemic, there are so many messages that need to be transmitted to people. And despite the importance of the application, probably the importance of uh, wearing a mask, the importance of social distancing and the importance of hand washing, and also the importance of sort of keeping a family bubble, these things are probably more important. And so one of the problems you have when you're trying to sort of transmit multiple messages through a communication program is you have what's called interference. And if you try to say too much, then nothing gets through. So part of this may also be 
that while the application is extremely important, um, there are things that are more important. And so um, the government is sort of defaulting to the things that it thinks will have the biggest effect on slowing the growth of the pandemic. Are we comfortable with the technology? I'm wondering if some people just shy away from this because they, you know, they're not sure that, you know, not not everybody is 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 you know as literate as as some others when it comes to using techniques like apps and 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 you know smartphones and things of that nature. Well, for sure, you're always going to find that there's a percentage of people that are um, uncomfortable uh, running or using the application. You're also going to find that there are people who are worried about their privacy and who believe that. Uh, this application is tracking wherever they're going. And, in fact, I believe that is exactly what it does, though yeah. it's supposed to be anonymous. And some people uh, feel very uncomfortable with that. So there are multiple factors. But I guess when you are you know, conducting a marketing campaign, you sort of try to understand the various segments that you're targeting, and you usually have a tailored approach. So to pe- people who are worried about privacy, you would have a different message trying to stress the anonymity and the fact that this information every two weeks gets wiped out. And once the, you know, you would basically have uh, communication trying to allay those fears. If you have people that are just generally hesitant about technology and applications, you would have a, a different, a different message. So, you know, if you're going to do a fully integrated campaign, it's not that you send the same message to everybody. You actually tailor the message to different people based on which segment they belong to. But you'd think that there'd be a, a real push to do this because, I mean, this is a, an effective tool not just for you and I as individuals, but for the government as well and for medical professionals to be able to track what's going on. I mean, if only 5% of the people that uh, that have come in contact here are actually using the app, uh, does that throw the numbers off that the government comes at us almost on a daily basis now? Yes, I mean, I, I think that when you read those numbers, it's kind of uh, scary because it means that, you know, less than one out of 20 people who are actually infected are on the application. And therefore, if you're using the application and expecting that that's going to sort of notify you if there's a risk, it's not got a very high chance of notifying you if you actually have been under risk. So this is a interesting technology, and it's actually subject to what's called the network externality, which is the value of using the application is directly proportional to the number of people who are using it. So this is very different than a sports application. Like, for example, if I'm logging on and I'm, I want to check scores on Sportsnet, I don't really care whether anybody else in the province is using it. If it's giving me the information I need, I like it. But in contrast, this is an application where its value is directly related to the number of people who've adopted it. So that also is a problem that they have. And it's also one of these sorts of technologies which you have to get it past a certain point. And once it goes past a certain point, the value is high enough that everyone adopts it. But they're well under that point. And because of that, the incentive to uh, adopt the uh, technology is lower. I'm wondering if, uh, I'm not trying to apportion blame necessarily, but for the fact that there's such a low usage of this, and, and I, I think you're bang on that it has not been marketed well. Is it maybe because the politicians themselves don't understand how efficient this could be? That may be, too. I mean, this is uh, a fairly a complicated uh, problem, uh, trying to sort of figure out the pandemic. Uh, tracing is very complicated. 
And uh, not only that, this issue of the positive next network externality that is associated with using this kind of technology, these are fairly complicated things. I mean, these are sort of things I talk about with my students in doctoral classes. So um, they're, they're pretty complicated. And if you're in a situation like that, and politicians are obviously, they're, they're smart people, but they're also extremely busy and they're being pulled in a hundred different ways, they may not have been able to take the time to fully understand uh, the value of the technology and how it works. Well, the old saying that uh, you only have one chance to make a good first impression uh, it seems to have come and gone here. Is it too late for the for the, the elected officials and for the medical professionals to, to, to get us interested and to get us to buy into this now? We, have we already made up our minds? That's hard to say. I mean, I think one of the things, anytime you have a technology like this, you are in a process of learning. And so they're learning not just um, how to market and stimulate adoption of a technology, but they're also learning how to make the technology work and be effective. So as we move further, I'm sure they will actually improve the application and improve the technology. And not only that, I think we're all hoping that this sort of second wave slows down. And when the second wave slows down, there can be a reallocation of resources. So in that particular case, you may be able to sort of reduce the amount of messaging on, you know, the importance of uh, social distancing and the importance of wearing a mask. Not that it's not important, it's just a readjustment. And now what happens, you might be able to reallocate those resources to getting people to install uh, the application on their phone. Because in marketing, you're always making a decision about resource allocation. And so something like that could allow us, if when the second wave's over, to try to uh, increase the level of adoption of an application like this. The other thing, too, is that when the level of infection is very low, the value provided by an application like this is a lot, is a lot better. Because, for example, if very few people are infected and then and the application picks it up, it's going to be a lot easier to do tracing, and it's going to be a lot more likely that if the application says you've been exposed, you were exposed to somebody. So it becomes much more effective in a context like that. Professor, I thank you so much for the time today and for adding some perspective on this. Really appreciate it. No problem. It was my pleasure. Take care. That's uh, Professor David Silberman from the uh, Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto. Uh, good perspective on that. Do you have the app? Privacy concerns always come up every time we talk about these things, and I'm sure that's a factor, as uh, the professor pointed out to us. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.